You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Instructed them to be generous to each other. To, to you know, abide by the time, amen, be considerate of the one that's following you. And so tonight, we got five preachers, five minutes to shoot us up with the word of God. Then hopefully that within these five shots, somebody gets something. That God will, you receive something from God. So I believe that God's going to move their anointed. So I'm asking them as they come up, before they start their thing, they look at that clock. And they say, okay, five, boom, I got to be ready by then. So I'm, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you go by your honesty. I'm not going to look at the watch. But... Yes, I am. You're right. I, I am. Amen. But I had to say that because I'm trusting you. But sometimes when you get this in your hands and you start talking about God, sometimes you get a little crazy. Sometimes you go a little long. And, and, but we're not here to, to, to brag. We're here to testify. We're here to preach. Because sometimes there's bragamonies. Come on, somebody. You know, people would like to brag, amen, and it's all about God, but it's all about you too. But there's no bragamony, there's no testimony, there's just the word, and there's truth. So we want five minutes of the truth. And so we're going we're gonna to let them get loose, amen, let them come and destroy this place with God's word, that everyone here will be shot up and say, move, oh, that hurt, Boo! oh, that one hurt, Boo! oh, oh, man, I got shot up tonight by God's word. And then we're going to let the Holy Spirit put you together at the end. Is that all right? So they're going to come in this order, amen? Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Can you give God some praise, amen? We got five speakers right now. Five minutes eat, amen? Now I want you to catch the order, amen? So I'm just going to say it once, and then I'm sitting down to get shot up. So remember who you follow. Be considerate to the one that's coming after you, and let's have a good time, amen? First up to bat, amen. First time ever shooting us up with the word of God. She's a new person here, new within a year, amen. Des Corral is coming up. After Des, amen, we got her sister Victoria following up, amen. Then we're going to mix it up with some bros, hallelujah. So after Victoria is going to come, brother Chris going to shoot us up. And then we're going to bring another sister, Sister Veronica, who's come up right after Chris. And then to wrap up this night, Brother Josh. Hallelujah. So they're coming up in this order. Give the Lord some praise. Give him some glory. Sister Dez starts it off. Woo! Oh, you got you to come like this. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous again.
Um, so God put on my heart something when I was praying on Saturday morning on one of the prayer times here. And when I was trying to press into, God, I want to do what you want me to do. And, but then I started doubting myself a little. And then I was like, God, help me to not be afraid or whatever. And God spoke to me so clearly, and he said this. He said, when we begin to operate in obedience, we begin to fulfill the purpose God has laid out for our lives. Um, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Say that again to me, God. And so I'm going to repeat it again because I was like, I felt like God straight rebuked me of like, hey, you need to just operate in obedience. Um, but let me pray really fast. God, thank you for this word, and I pray that it would just, um, it would just fall on good soil. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so when we begin to operate in obedience, we begin to fulfill the purpose God has laid out for our lives. Um, and so there's two questions I want to, or two things I want to ask you, or one thing, are we actively listening to Jesus when he speaks to us and then operating in obedience? So there's two things we got to do. We have to be an active listener, and then we have to operate in obedience. Um, because James 4.17 4, says that if we know what to do and we don't do it, then it's a sin. So if God is directing you and telling you to do something and you're not doing it, guess what? You're not operating in obedience, but you're operating in disobedience. Because Jesus, in the book of James, well, in the book of James, he calls it a sin. <laughs> and so the fact is, we all want to operate in a lot of things, right? We want to operate in healing and, uh, God, I want to do this, 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 et cetera. Um, and after all, God has given us every spiritual blessing because Ephesians 1-3 says that. Um, blessed be God, our Lord Jesus Christ. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. Um, we want to operate in grit and gifts and everything, but the biggest operation we ought to prioritize is in the operation of obedience. And we can be obedient to two things, either our flesh or our spirit, because Galatians 5, 6 says, walk by the spirit so you don't carry out the desires of the flesh. Um, if, you if you walk by the flesh, you carry out the desires of the spirit. The spirit does what is opposite of the flesh, and the flesh does what is opposite of the spirit. So which one are you walking in? <laughs> and not only that, um, walking means to move. So that means you have to actively be doing it. You can't just say, I'm walking in the spirit and not doing anything at all. You have to be moving, and that means you're actively functioning, because that's what operating means, when you're actively doing something. And when we walk in the spirit, that means we are able to discern what our heavenly Lord is telling us to do in anything in your daily life. I know growing up, my youth pastor told me this, you're the church, be the church wherever you are, you're at the church, you're the church at school, Des, wherever you're at, and I always remembered that, so I have to actively be doing what God is telling me to do, and you might say, well, I just can't make out what Jesus is trying to say to me, well, guess what, Ephesians 1, 15, and that whole little section um, talks about praying for spiritual insight, you don't have wisdom, ask for it, because that's what James says, it says, in, in that book, it says, our Father has all the wisdom, and if you're lacking in anything, then guess what? You can ask for it, and he'll give it to you freely. Um, and not only that, he gives us all wisdom and understanding. He lavishes us in that, and Ephesians uh, 1, 1, 8 says that. And in him we have redemption through, blood, through his blood. So he's the down payment of our inheritance. So once we know that, we know that. God, I know that you are the down payment of my inheritance. That means I have every spiritual blessing that you have given me. So that means I need to tap into it, and I have unlimited access to the power of God. So that means now I can actually focus on what you're telling me to do because our purpose to, is to do what? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey 
We have to teach each other how to obey the, the call of God on our lives. And it says, lo, I'm with you always to the end of age. And once we're able to do that, it's like we're, walking, we're fulfilling the purpose God has for our life. Sometimes we think purpose is one specific thing, but it's daily actions, daily obedience, whatever you're doing. And when you tap into obedience, now you're walking in the spirit, and now you're tapping into the presence of God and his power. And Acts 1.8, what does it say? It says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all to the ends of the earth. Like, he gives us that power. He lets us do that. But we have to walk in obedience, and that's the number one thing that God was showing me. So um, that's my timer went off. Uh, wait, I have one more minute because I started at 45. Um, but um, I looked at um, So we are able to do all of those things, and we have to remember that um, we're, when we are actively operating in obedience, we're actively walking in the Spirit. And when you're walking in the Spirit, that allows us to discern what Jesus is saying. And when we know what he's saying, then we're going to be able to respond in obedience. And then that's when we actually begin to fulfill the purpose God has for our lives. And so the last thing of anything, remember that when we begin to operate in obedience, we begin to fulfill the purpose God has laid out for our lives. That's it. Okay, I'm not going to lie, I was totally nervous that I was the first one, but I'm glad I'm not. But you're kind of quick to us, so I'm a little nervous about that. All right, um, so when I first signed up, I thought about, like God had really put on my heart, hope. Like to have hope because I do struggle with anxiety, to have hope to get through the anxiety, to have hope in different situations that come up and how to kind of see through and having faith and a lot of different things that go along with pressing forward. But today, and I was kind of praying about it, and I was asking God, okay, now you really need to tell me what to do because that, it just didn't seem right. So he told me to keep my eyes on my mission. As I believe everybody in here knows, my family and I are moving out. We're moving to New Mexico in April. And as scary as it is to know that we're leaving home, we're pushing forward and going for the mission out there. Um, and coming that with that comes a lot of fear, anxiety, and just nerves, everything. But I was talking to my coworker and she reminded me of one thing I had told her before, that it's not how we start, but it's how we finish. Completely something different than what I'm going for. But she reminded me that she was my mission at work. Ever since I got in the back office, me and her have been talking, we're getting close, and she's a Christian. And she struggled, she's struggling with going back to church because of personal reasons, but every time she and I talks, we talk about how she can get through things. And she had told me about 
Hold on. I wrote it down. Oh, she had told me one day when we were going to lunch that God told her she's running out of time. She has the biggest fear of going somewhere where she doesn't know nobody. And she wants to come here, but God told her, you're running out of time because we're leaving. Like, you're not, you're so scared of going to a new church, but you're so scared of not going when she's there. And I told her that no matter, no matter what, she's going to feel loved. No matter what, she's going to feel God no matter where she goes. And it kind of reminded me of why we're going to New Mexico. My sister, my family, my whole family knows God. They served God at one time. They may not have been 100%, but they, were, they still know God. And everything that's going on, I, my mission is to show my sister Jesus. And um, I know that the biggest struggle is to stay strong for her. But I also know that through that strength, she's going to strengthen me because iron sharpens iron. And things that she's already saying, that how she has to have faith that everything's going to work through. She has, that she's been praying every day. She's been going to church every Sunday because she knows that the only way that this is going to, the only way that this is going to be good is if it's God. And God has his hand on her and everything and the whole, and our whole family and everything working out on us moving out there. But I do this scripture had came to mind, and it's given me encouragement, and I hope it gives everybody else encouragement on their one-person mission. For the Spirit of God gives us, gives us, does, ah, hold on. Okay, for the Spirit of God gives us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, self-discipline, so that, so do not be ashamed do not be ashamed of your testimony about the Lord or of anything he has done. Rather, join me, jo- join with me in suffering for the gospel by the, power of God, by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to his holy life, not because of anything we have done or because of, of our own purpose and grace. This grace has given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Oh, 2 Timothy 1.7. So my encouraging words is to share your testimony and not to be ashamed of it and to remember your one-person mission. My time's up.
uh, was a, a guy named Young Bro. He's a, he's a Christian rapper. And um, all you guys that know me, you know, I listen to a lot of Christian rap, a lot of worship as well. Um, I'm amped up. I'm excited to be here. And, uh, you know, about an hour ago, I was really nervous. <laughs> I still am nervous. <laughs> you know, this morning I woke up and I was really strong and, and, uh, and really amped up about today. And started off with prayer as, as, as regular. You know, what we're called to do daily. Um, you know, it's crazy because what I have kind of lines up with uh, Sister Des. Um, you know, we should, be, we should be active listeners. And earlier I was listening to Pastor Maria. She was up here and she was uh, talking about, um, you know, when we get anxious or we get fear inside of us. You know, in God's word it tells us and we're taught all the time that, you know, that God doesn't give us the, the, the spirit of timidity. But he gives, us, uh, he gives us encouragement. He says to be strong and courageous in Joshua. And um, I just want to start off with my first scripture. It's uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May the love of God be with you, and may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you. I'm just going to pray for a second. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Father, for this moment, Father, for bringing me up here, Father, God. I pray that the words, Father, God, that come out of me is from you, Father, God. Let there be less of me and more of you, Father. And I pray that your sheep get fed this, this evening, Father God, by every individual up here. And I thank you and I praise you and I give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Getting lost here for a second. Um, I just have a really uh, good passage I want to read to you guys. It's one of my favorites. It's, uh, it's um, something that I, I strive to practice in, you know. Um, in the beginning of the year, Pastor had uh, spoke about holy. Uh, he 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 said that we need to practice on being holy, and he said it during uh, during one of the war room uh, prayers, uh, prayer meetings. And this is out of Colossians three one through seventeen. It also touches on uh, on that song that I just played a minute ago. It says, "Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set on your hearts the thing on the set your hearts on the things above." Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things. For you died, and your new life is hidden with Christ in, hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears with you, uh, appears, then you also will appear with him in, in, in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever, sorry, whatever belongs to to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, desires, uh, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You walked, you walked in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must rid of yourselves of such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not teach... Uh, do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices. You know, I just want to say that practice is a big word for me. And I mentioned it in our Goldman meeting last Thursday. And it's something that we should, we, should, uh, we should place in our hearts as practice what we're practicing in the same way as in obedience. And it says, uh, and, have, and have put on your new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of your creator. Here, here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, Scythian, slave or free, but is all, but 
Christ is all and all is in, sorry, <laughs> but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, uh, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other, bear with each other, and forgive one another, and in every, sorry, if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. It says, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let peace of, Christ, let peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of the body we are called to, uh, we are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. And I know my time is running short. just want to give just one more scripture real quick. You know, speaking of obedience, she, she brought it up. I was just tripping on that. It says in 1 Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel 15, 22, it says, uh, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or to be obedient to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. And that's all I got. Amen. Oh, give me a second. Why am I processing? Amen. So it has been a really long time since I've come up here to preach. Amen. I know that, you know, I know that for myself that I know it's been a while since I preached God's word up here. Um, but, uh, you know, Pastor Maria has said it during, during uh, worship, during prayer, was that we need a little encouragement today, you know. And um, just I just feel like everything that from Des to um, Victoria, Chris, that, you know, what, what God placed in my heart, it's, it's coming tied up, you know, amen? And that's how God works. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Amen? So ever feel like um, we weren't good enough or that you're not good enough to do what God is calling you to do? Stepping out can be uncomfortable, scary, doubtful, amen? We can even feel insecure, we can worry, and with worry comes fear, which can hold us back. And I believe that's when disobedience comes, because we allow fear to come and grip us, and, and then we don't do what God is calling us to do. Amen? Right about that time is when we could use a little encouragement. We need that encourager to come and speak life into us. Amen? An encourager is not just someone who tells you that you are good, you are smart, you is kind, you is important. Amen? That's not what an encourager is. I mean, yes, it's good to hear those things. Amen? But no, an encourager comes alongside you and speaks truth 
and turns your attention to God and to his promises and not to self. Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Amen? There's a story in the Bible in um, Judges. When Deborah, Israel's judge and prophetess, told Barak, and I remember to hear it, Barak, I remember to hear it on uh, my Bible app so I could get the right pronunciation, but I'm going to say, I think it's Barak. Um, He had been chosen to lead God's people against their enemies, but he just couldn't see it. Isn't that typical of us? God's telling us to do something, but because we can't see it happening, we hold back. What he saw instead was Israel's limited army, his own lack of military experience, and the vast power of Caesarea's troop. Judges 4.3 says Caesarea, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. You see, he was afraid to go alone. In verse 8, Barak told her, told Deborah, I will go, but only if you go with me. So Deborah came alongside him to face the enemy, and when the enemy gathered their 900 chariots in the valley below, Deborah didn't stand back, didn't stand next to Barak and say, and tell him, what a great warrior you are, or shout out, you can do it, or even tell him, you are smart, you is kind. No, Deborah spoke truth that turned his attention away from his own fears and towards God's power, amen? And that's what Encourager does. They come in and speak life and speak truth into you, and they turn that attention away from yourself and to God, amen? To God's power and what God could do in your life. Thank you, Jesus, for Encouragers, amen? In verse 14, then Deborah said to to Barak, get ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready. This is the day that the Lord will give you victory over Caesarea, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. Amen? The Lord is marching ahead of you. Get ready, church. Get ready, Vegas, because the Lord is marching ahead of us. Isn't that what the Holy Spirit does for us? He comes alongside us to remind us of the power of the power that God has for us, the 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 Remind us of God's power at work within our lives. Romans 8.26 says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Our jobs as Christians is not only to encourage each other, but encourage those that are coming in, that are looking for hope. Amen? Hope always ties in. You're always giving a hope of encouragement. Amen? That word that's going to bring hope to people. Turning their attention away from their fears or insecurities and towards God's power. Allow the Holy Spirit to use, to use you to speak truth and life into someone, to, into someone else. When Deborah's encouragement, Barak faced an overwhelming em- enemy with courage and saw God win the victory. Joshua 1.9 says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. With our encouragement, what will people see God accomplish through their lives? Amen? Thank you.
Amen. Glory to God. Father God, we just we thank you for this time, Father God, this opportunity to speak your word to your people, Father God. I pray that what was spoken has encouraged, has edified, and has uplifted your, your people, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, I want to talk about the functions of the church. So in Acts 2, 42 through 47, it says, And they steadfastly preserved, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles, to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper and prayers. And a sense of awe, rever reverential fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were performed to the apostles, the special messengers. And all who believed, who adhered to, and trusted in, and relied on Jesus Christ were united, and together they had everything in common. And they sold their possessions, both their land, property, and their movable goods, and distributed the price among all, according as any had need. And day after day, they regularly assembled in the temple with united and in their homes, they broke bread, including the Lord's Supper. They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts, constantly praising God and being in favor and goodwill with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved from spiritual death. So in the beginning, I want to take a look at, at the instruction of the church. So it's teaching. God is teaching us something daily, daily. I mean, if he's not teaching me to be, be a better husband, be a better father, be a better servant. Um, so it says in T 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 2, says, In the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Second one that, and these are just some of the some of the functions that that I see here because there's there's multiple, but I'm only going to speak on a few because I feel like these few are ones that we can really relate to in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, the second one I want to look at is fellowship. In in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, "And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing." but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And I think every, every message today has lined up in some sort of way. It ties back to what pastor tells us is do your part. We're all part of the body of Christ. We're all, we all are called to have a part. We're not called to sit here in a seat only. We're called to do something, whether it's you're serving, whether you're fellowshipping, you're teaching, or having a teachable spirit, you're doing something in the church. And that's part of the functions of the church. So the um, we have to realize it's not about us anymore. It's about what we can do for God and for his people. And, and so the, the next one I want to take a look at is breaking bread. In 1 Corinthians 10, 16 through 17, it says, When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. So we're all called to be part of the same body, but we have different functions. I might not function the same way you function or the same way she functions, but we're all part of the same function. And I think that the message of, of just doing your part really ties into this because we we're all called to do something. And, and it's up to God what he has called us to do, but it's up to, up to us to serve him so he can show us what he has called us for. And the last one I want to look at is prayer. So in Acts 12, 4 through 9, um, when James, John's brother, was killed, 
um, King Herod uh, saw how much it pleased the Jews. So he arrested Peter, and because of the church was earnestly praying for him, that an angel came in the middle of the night, woke him up, and walked him through the jail. Past, it, says, it says walked past four groups of four different soldiers in each group. That's what, four, eight, 12, 16 soldiers he walked past. Nothing. Just gone. Out, out of prison. Imagine that. I've been locked up. I wish I could get up and just walk out in the middle of the night. An angel came. Hey, bro, wake up. Let's go. Yes. How many people would turn to Christ if that happened? Right? And so I think, I think these four functions of the church are very essential because, I mean, we can't teach if we can't have a teachable spirit. So how are we going to teach somebody if we're not willing to be taught ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Because that's something I had to, I had to learn with. I thought, you know, street knowledge, I thought I knew everything. Coming here, being taught something, you're like, nah, I'll figure it out myself. You know, but uh, so my time's up. But uh, I just pray that this sits with you guys. I pray that you, you really take it in and, and, and just do your part as, as your function in the church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. Amen. Good word. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give it up for Dez. Hallelujah. Victoria. Chris. Sister Veronica. And Brother Josh. Amen. Come on, they did a great, great job. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Won't we all stand up tonight? Praise the Lord. Amen. It's always a great time to give opportunity for, for people to come up.